Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are back with another live episode of Bully Ball on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Jason Aponte, joined as always by Steph Sanchez. Steph, this is a Denver Nugget question. Oh, no. Come on. What was the parade like? I was was not at the parade. You don't have to be at the parade. The inconvenience is you're trying to drive somewhere in Denver. You can't get there because the parade's going on. Nikola Jokic is drunk out of his mind. And and this, the, what is it? The Denver coach is dressed like he's from Modesto. That's for my Cali people. Is Apparently, I stole that joke, by the way. But there was nothing. Like, you couldn't tell that there was a parade in your city. A parade in your city. I live outside of Denver, so no, I, I, I couldn't tell. I In fact, I went most of the day forgetting that it was even, you know, the parade day. And then I was like, oh, I started seeing tweets about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's happening today. I guess there was, like, a, a shooting at some point, like, afterwards. I'm like, man, man, Colorado can never chill with the shooting. Like, y'all be crazy. But anyway, besides that, <laughs> I think it, it looked like at least the players and everyone there had fun. There was, like, what? 750,000 people there. Where are these people coming from? Paid actors, I think. First championship in Denver Nuggets history. You didn't think that they were going to pull up and show out? No. Because like what? I said, they they haven't been out here, Jay. Like, they have not they have not been representing this team All right. until they won. I think – all right, I'll ask you this. If the Colorado Rockies found a way to win a World Series, you are saying that would be bigger than what the Denver Nuggets just did? Yeah. Wow. I, like I no, I'll say this. I think more people would be into that here. I think their parade would be bigger. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Well, Based on what I've seen. If you didn't know, that's usually how I start the show is to get people in here as well. Make sure you guys like this video, subscribe to all the channels, follow us all on Twitter as well. Stuff in the spirit of Spider-Man multiverse, right? I thought it would be fun to, well, not me, you guys, actually. You and Rob, actually. It was all Rob. Rob actually came up with something that's, (laughs) Rob, 
Great job, buddy. And it has nothing to do with the quarterback position. Oh, wait. I lied. Wait. Oh, yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, long story short, when it comes to the Spider-Man movies and the multiverse, is there are different versions of ourselves in these multiverses, right? There's a Jason in another universe that is short. Um, there's There's a Steph in another universe that's really tall. Like, those are the types of variants that we have, right? So when we think about hypotheticals, and this was a great way to just talk about something completely different and have a fun little episode, but there's alternate 49er timelines in terms of decisions that were made that altered the change of the franchise and pushed it in a different direction. And I I think there's three timelines that we would like to outline, kind of just discuss what the ramifications of it would be and how how much we would enjoy either of these things. Right, Steph? So you want to start with the first one? Mm-hmm. Universe. I, I love that Rob called this one Universe 8 because it revolves around Kirk Cousins. So. Oh, that's okay. That's what the numbers are for. Yes. Oh, <laughs> goodness gracious. Oh, yes. All right. I'm going to explain it this way too for Steph and for everybody out there. So the yes, first please. one is Universe 8. And this one has to do with Kirk Cousins. So the Niners finish out 2017 with their top draft pick, and they actually signed Kirk Cousins as opposed to trading for James Richard Garoppolo in 2017, where they won five games. They would have a higher pick because they probably lose out the rest of those games with C.J. Beathard or whoever was going to be starting. First of all, this one kind of bothers me the most because then it robs us of Jimmy Garoppolo and the drama that is around him. Miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing good over there in Vegas, by the way. But Steph, what if this team has a higher draft pick and I think the best thing to do is to pull up who was available in this draft and where the 49ers actually drafted. Okay. This one here, over. the 49ers ended up at nine with Mike yeah. McGlinchey. But they won five games before that. And they would have most likely, let's say for all intents and purposes, been one in 15, which would have been the number one pick. Mm-hmm. But would they have drafted Baker Mayfield? No, because they're waiting for Kirk Cousins. Would they have drafted Saquon Barkley? No. Sam Darnold? I don't know, Kyle. Wait, wait, wait. Why do you think they wouldn't have drafted Barkley? Um, A running back that high? I mean, I hope they wouldn't. I mean, that would have, like, really, like, sent me over the edge. Well, let's just say – all right, so do you want to say that they do? But the 49ers at that time, I like, if I recall, they, you know, their running back room wasn't – good enough to scoff at the idea of Barkley, right? And you're trying right. to build, like, you know, your roster. I'm kind of thinking about where the 49ers were with the way that they built their roster at the time, right? So, like, Bradley Chubb is there. Yeah. Yeah. Would he have been there at number one? This is a very big quarterback draft. And that's why, I guess, the 49ers, when they saw their chance to get Jimmy Garoppolo and to get the first pick, they really wouldn't have been in on any of these quarterbacks. They probably would have shopped the pick more than anything, mm-hmm. right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree with you. All right. So they stuck at nine and they got Mike McGlinchey. But maybe they would have ended up a little bit higher. What if they would have taken Quentin Nelson? I like that. I I was a huge Quentin Nelson fan. I wish he would have fallen to nine. Um, Yeah, I would have have liked that. All right. Let's do this. If Quentin Nelson is on the board at like three and the 49ers, let's just say they won one more game because the NFL is weird, right? We can't assume the 49ers would have just lost out. So let's just say they won two games, but they ended up around three or four. Let's just say for this exercise in this multiverse, the 49ers draft Quentin Nelson and then they sign Kirk Cousins after the season. Now, 
what are the ramifications? Are the 49ers happy with this? That'd be very solid. That's your team that goes into Minnesota week one and then Detroit week two, right? And then that that Kansas City game in which Garoppolo changes ACL. Do the 49ers, are they in better shape going forward? Now, you have to remember, the multiverse, when you change something, it changes another thing. Now, Diego has pointed it out. Kirk Cousins probably plays all those games in 2018. Jimmy Garoppolo got injured in 2018, which put them in number two. Now, I am not sitting here telling you that I was happy that Jimmy Garoppolo got injured. It's just the matter of fact mm-hmm. fact that like it just it, it led to that. But if you get Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has been healthy his entire career. Never once has he missed a game, I don't think. So you have him for 2018. Do you think the 49ers in 2018 with Kirk Cousins, that roster, him playing the entire time, do you think that they're a playoff team? Yes. I, I want to venture yes, just because, yes, they were a very young team and, you know, they were still getting to that point of, you know, the brick by brick and all that. But I think they could have done it just because Kirk Cousins, I think, is that good of a quarterback that he would have, you know, lifted you up to be able to make the playoffs. But I think that's it. That would have been their ceiling in 2018. Okay. So the 49ers make the playoffs in 2018 with Kirk Cousins, you think? And I don't think that that's a crazy statement. I think that that's something that that seems fair. But in 2019, the 49ers end up with Nick Bosa as a result of the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. And now that doesn't happen. Yeah. So you got Kirk. You got Quentin Nelson. You missed out on Bosa. So I guess the bigger question, the larger question is, Kirk Cousins and Quentin Nelson or Jimmy Garoppolo and Nicholas Bosa? That's really what we really need to figure out here. And in that scenario. Playoff year 2018, and and you would have a back end pick in the first round in 2019. That's tough. That is tough. tough. I know it's tough to like say that you would basically throw away a season because Mm -hmm. that 2018 season was basically a throwaway. Mm -hmm. But because we got Nick Bosa and we know how good Nick Bosa is at this point in time, I think we would look at that season and be like, yeah, like 100%. Let's do it again. Because like Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Bosa, I think that is the difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins, I don't think is huge enough. Mm -hmm. For that, for me to want to pick Kirk Cousins and Quentin Nelson over, you know, Nicholas Bosa and James Garoppolo. And as Rob pointed out, are they in position to draft Debo Samuel? See, another question. That all puts, of these, yes, everything else would be. You don't know if if they'd end up with the same players, free agent even because let's not forget Kirk Cousins. He got a fully guaranteed contract from from the Vikings in that 2018 season when he signed with them. What does that look like for the 49ers? Would they have done the same thing? What does that do with roster construction? You know what I mean? So you got to think about all of that. It would be completely different makeup of this team if Kirk Cousins is on it in 2018. And this is Miguel O'Hara's Spider-Man 2099's biggest problem with messing with the multiverse is that there are canon events, things that need to happen. And if they don't happen, then everything goes haywire, 
right? It's the butterfly effect. Change one little thing over here, and then something crazy happens over here. So, I and I see Mike, uh, Mike drops with Monsa. I think that's a great, um, uh, a great point right here with his donation. He says 2019, no Super Bowl appearance because the defense is gone. So you put off a year of making the playoffs, right? You don't have the electricity of 2017 in those five games with Jimmy Garoppolo, but you kind of lose sight of the forest to stare at the trees because 2019 was so great having Nick Bosa, having having Debo Samuel. So in this regard, this one feels like a little bit more of a doomsday scenario, more than a course correction because of not having Nick Bosa, not being able to get Debo Samuel, not having that stacked defense that you were able to have in 2019, right? Being able to trade for D Ford. 2018, you make the playoffs. 2019, you take somebody else that's in the back half. And who knows if your team doesn't slide. I'd be hard-pressed to put a 2019 team with Kirk Cousins, Quentin Nelson, whoever they would draft in the first round, against this 2019 team with Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, and everybody else, and feel good about that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, I really want to talk about the the next one. Yes, this one's great. <laughs> this so one's this good. is this is uh, Universe Twelve, in which the 49ers have uh, Tom Brady after they trade Jimmy Garoppolo after the 2019 Super Bowl collapse. And of course, as we know, Tom Brady was a free agent, was interested in signing with the 49ers at that point in time. And you still have both and Debo. Exactly. Exactly. And as we know, that almost happened. And as we also know, <laughs> you know, it, it did not. So let, let's talk about the uh, pros and cons with this one. One of the cons, uh, Tom Brady was 42 <laughs> heading into the 2020 season. Uh, if you if you go back and just compare like this Kirk Cousins universe to this uh, Tom Brady universe, in 2018, Kirk Cousins was 30 heading into the 2018 season. You know, not that that's super young, but he would have obviously given you, you know, a lot of years on, on the team, whereas Tom Brady, probably more of a short-term stint, as we know. By the way, Kirk Cousins, I have the same birthday, August 19th. Um, I'm a little I'm a little younger, though. It's happening. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But, <laughs> but I think uh, that's something to consider too, the ages, but also what do the makeups of these teams look like? So we already talked about Kirk Cousins, how it may be just a little more difficult to construct the roster around a potentially fully guaranteed contract that like Kirk Cousins got with the Vikings and Tom Brady, who... You know, he's 42, so maybe you can kind of swing a, uh, you know, team-friendly deal, maybe a hometown discount one time for the one time. I kind of I kind of like that scenario. And also, we would have had Nick Bosa, and we would have had Debo among other guys on this team as well. So for the most part, 
Tom Brady would be more of a plug and play mm-hmm. kind of situation. And I think I, I like that for this team because I, I really do like the way that the 49ers constructed their roster and to have that missing piece, the quarterback and have that guy be Tom Brady. Jay, there's not a lot of cons with that, except the fact that he was 42. So I want to go back to how people felt when this was on the table. And I'm not going to lie. If a 49er fan tells you that everybody was on board with bringing Tom Brady in, I would have to call bullshit. Okay? Coming off of 2019, even that Super Bowl, there still was this idea of, well, that was just Jimmy Garoppolo's first season. Let's see what we got with the guy. And I think people forget the public perception around Tom Brady, who threw a pick six in his final game at Foxborough against the Tennessee Titans and lost in the wild card round. And the large sentiment around Tom Brady was, this man is washed. I am going to hold my own feet to the fire on this one and say, I said, I don't want him. Let's roll with what we got. Let's roll with our guy. Hindsight is beautiful. And it's 2020. If you drop Tom Brady off to this team that next year, does he get injured like Garoppolo does? Let's just say for this exercise, the 49ers lose Nick Bosa to that turf. The 49ers have that rotation, and their defense was still top five. Yes, this is the one that you really bang your head against the wall about. This one right here. This is it. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But I don't want people to get into this revisionist history thing where it was like, well, I knew it was. No, 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 no. The large talking point was I'm done. Tom Brady's done. I don't want him. Let's roll with our team. We're good. We'll be back. We're loaded. Don't lie to yourselves. Don't lie to yourselves now. But at the same time, yeah, this is the one right here. I mean, 24 touchdowns and eight interceptions in 2019. And the large talking point of Ron Brady was he's watched. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward to 2020, he has Mike Evans, he has Chris Godwin, he has Bruce Arians, a very very high-powered offense. I don't want to say that New England was like that. I think they had a bit of a problem with weapons um, at that time, too. I think that's something that we lose. 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and they win a Super Bowl because they had a great defense. I just The one thing that we can't predict, and we don't live in a perfect world, is the injuries, because that 2020 team was decimated by injuries. But having said that, if everything happens the same way, but Tom Brady plays all 17 games and they go and they and 16 games, whatever, and they go into the play, they win the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl. This one hurts the most. <laughs> I, I think so, too. I really think like that's the difference between those two, these two universes that we've talked about so far. It's do you want a long term solution? Uh, at quarterback with a quarterback that would be capable of taking you to the playoffs every season within Kirk Cousins, or would you go for the short-term route, but a route that you probably can say with more certainty, you could have probably gotten at least one Super Bowl with, because I just know that 49ers would have gotten that number six if Tom Brady had joined. Like, I just know it because everything else, the way they were constructed, they were built for that they were just that one you know missing piece away and as we know tom brady the the greatest of our era it it would have 
they would have done it. Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, he's a really good quarterback, and I think he'd be great under Kyle Shanahan. And obviously, we know that Kyle Shanahan loves him, but I think he lacks in in some of the big moments. He he has lacked some of that. I'm him, Gene. You know yep. that. He yes, he has those two moments. You like that the dancing with the chain moments, but those aren't the biggest moments. Like always in when it comes to the season being on the line, and you know he the game is on his back. I don't know. Maybe it's part of it is because some of the defenses on the team he's been on. Let's not mm-hmm. forget that he has had the short end of the stick there at some points, but there's still something that lacks there where he can't really carry the team. Um, Whereas someone like Tom Brady could, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of had the same issue, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo also couldn't carry the team uh, in the Super Bowl. So I I think it would be more of the same with Kirk Cousins, maybe just a little, little bit better. Here's the thing too, and a lot of people forget about the Super Bowl, is it would have been the Chiefs again. But the Chiefs had the most unlucky stretch, brutal stretch of injuries to their offensive line. I mean, we all remember that 2020 Super Bowl in which Pat Mahomes is running around playing mad and just trying to stay, like literally hiking the ball and running away because he knows that nobody's blocking for him. Does that happen as well too while while Brady's there? Because if it doesn't, can the 49ers defense hold Tyreek Hill and Kelsey again and Mahomes if they have the offensive line? A lot of what ifs in this discussion, but this is the one that is always going to haunt the 49ers. I think a little bit more in terms of hindsight's a beautiful thing, but I would say the large majority of 49er fans were still backing Jimmy Garoppolo under the, the idea of, Hey, look what he did in 2019. He can only get better, right? Like that's not his ceiling. We'll be back. We're young. All of those things were being said, but it was wrong. And I was one of the people that said that. So I was completely wrong. Um, let's see. Uh, we have another uh, donation from Mike Drops with Monza. Uh, love the alternate ver- uh, universe idea. Definitely. That's Rob. Got to give him credit there, especially with Spideyverse out. I wanted to trade Jimmy after five wins because he didn't fit Kyle. Bad feet, five touchdowns, four interceptions with no tape. Trade for pick calls and draft Lamar Jackson. That, I mean, that should really be universe eight. Um, thank you for the generous <laughs> donation, by the way, as well, too. But I... Again, I don't want to turn this into like a Jimmy Bashing thing, but the, the fact that the team won those games, it kind of took away from the fact that he had five touchdowns, four interceptions. That's not a great touchdown to interception ratio. Um, and he had some turnover luck, like where some interceptions were dropped. But on, on the other hand, to, to play devil's advocate, you could say, hey, he was working with a whole new team and and trying to get everything right. And, you know, I, I think the, the large thought about him was, well, if he can do this on the fly without learning the offense and having rapport and no real weapons, imagine what you can do with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want this discussion while we're talking about hypotheticals to turn into something where we revise history and change our thinking. It's okay to revisit history and say, this is what I thought then. This is why I thought it. This is where I got it wrong, right? I think all of those things are true. And if you were ahead of the game, then that's why you're a smart man, Monsa. I'll be honest with you. But for me, it's just it's hard for me to sit here and act like we weren't excited in 2017 and we didn't have these thoughts. So um, I would say no to Cousins in any multiverse. <laughs> hey, what if there's a multiverse that Kirk Cousins is really him? Like he's him. Like there are <laughs> multiverses where 
Kirk Cousins it doesn't wear you know socks with with thong sandals and and doesn't <laughs> doesn't wear doesn't yell you like that right or he's just a stone cold killer. What if that's the multiverse that we get Kirk Cousins in? I think we're just living in this one where it's like that. And Tyler says, Steph and Jason, do you think this team is overall better than the 2019 team? Steph, I'll let you take this one. Ooh, um. Yes, I I mean, I I really do think they are. But I I think, of course, there's some give and take there. There are some areas there are some, you know, units that I think you can maybe make the argument that was better back then than they are now. I might say the defensive line might have been better in 2019 just because they did have D Ford in those few games where he was available. And when he was that made a huge difference for that defensive line and that Mm -hmm. defense as a whole. Mm -hmm. Uh, So right now you look at the defensive line there's some question marks there, right? Outside of uh, Nick Bosa, but overall, overall, I I do think this, this team is better than the 2019 team. This is what gets me so bad about the 2019 team. Bosa Ford Buckner Armstead. So good. God. How so do you good. not? That defensive line was so good. Like, how, how do you they, not get it done not... with that line? My <laughs> God. I mean, all four of those guys are certified <laughs> studs, man, at that time. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. I'm going to find Dr. Strange and make him change it <laughs> so we win that one. <laughs> all right. Our last universe, and you saw universe eight has to do with Kirk Cousins. Universe 12 has to do with Tom Brady. Universe five has to do with Trey Lance. And I want to preface this one because it's about Trey Lance never gets hurt and beats out Jimmy G in 2021. I want to preface this with I don't really feel that there was ever a real competition in terms of of that year. I think it was nice to showcase it and maybe say things like that. But I don't think that there was ever really a full on competition that Trey Lance could win. But let's just say in this universe, it's an open competition. Kyle Shanahan isn't trying to put a stranglehold on everything and control everything. This time he just wants to say, hey, let's see what happens. Hey, you know what? He's happy-go-lucky Kyle. He's not stern, you-don't-know-ball Kyle Shanahan. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm open to discussion sometimes. But in this universe, Trey Lance never gets hurt and beats out Jimmy Garoppolo in 2021 and starts the season. Steph, I'll start with you. Well, look, if, if Trey Lance started over Jimmy Garoppolo in 2021 – it was because he would have looked so, so far and beyond good, mm-hmm. you know, in the preseason and training camp so far ahead of, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo that they kind of would have had to make that decision. Right. Uh, this one's tough for me. You know, the Trey Lance universe, I feel like it just holds way too many unknowns for me to put all my eggs in that basket i mean we're we're talking about changing the course of history here mm-hmm. there's a lot riding on this decision and whatnot so i don't know out of all the universes that we've spoken about this is the one that i don't know if i can just put all my baskets or all my eggs into that basket i, I just i can't do it if i if it were if humanity was on the line here like i i'm not I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pick the one that has Tom Brady just because we know what Tom Brady is, he, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so no offense to Trey Lance, like, obviously. But I just – I couldn't do it. What, what about you? All right. People aren't going to like this answer. The 49ers probably don't make it to the NFC Championship game if Trey Lance is there as the quarterback. But 
what you get is you get the development process. Mm, There are games that the 49ers won in 2021 with baseline quarterback production. That's really all you needed because the team was so loaded. I would say that there were going to be moments that were going to be lower than baseline with Trey Lance, but there would be moments that were higher than Jimmy Garoppolo. And that optimism of those high moments is what the fan base would be focused on. You would be sacrificing a season that you make it to the NFC Championship game. I do believe that. I do believe that. But what 49er fans who wanted Trey to start in 2021, it wasn't because, oh, we're all hands on deck. Trey's about to go to the Super Bowl. I think everybody just wanted to see the development start so you don't waste the rookie contract and you start to get him moving in the right direction because by year three is the year that you would expect him to take whatever leap you expect. I don't like the Josh Allen one. I think that's that's too hard to say, whatever. But in year three, by year three, you would have hoped to have large enough sample size that you say, I know what this kid is going forward. And I think that's what you, when you live in this universe that Trey Lance starts, you would get the moments of eye-popping play, eye-popping games, games where you were just like, oh my God, when this all locks in and he becomes consistent, this is about to be a mess for everybody else. But you're going to get those games that while Jimmy Garoppolo gives you that baseline, Trey would be under that in certain games and you wouldn't be able to go as far. Not that the 49ers went where they went because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Let me reiterate that before you start going crazy. But games like Green Bay, in Green Bay, right? Like, the, the all right, the Week 17 game against the Rams. You've got to get down the field and you've got to score to send it to overtime. I don't know if you would be able to count on him in the same way that you would be able to look at what Jimmy Garoppolo did. That's not Jimmy Garoppolo's super clutch. Just talking about that moment. This alternate universe is about development. It is about development. That's all that matters is about development. It's not about wins. It's not about going over the top. It's about looking at your number three pick, starting him immediately, and starting to see what you can possibly have down the line. And that's where the patience never was with him in the first year. That's what I think, though. And that's why I think, like, when you look at the three different universe options that we've laid out here, the most unlikely for probably most of us to pick would be the Trey Lance one because you're going up against known things the safe things um and you don't have as much patience for you know the development right so in a way it kind of just you know encapsulates everything that the 49ers and and where Trey Lance is now right like that's kind of the Trey Lance experience to this point um has been like the no patience for development right so um yeah when you're when you're looking at how good the team is and you know, you feel like you're just a, a quarterback away or you just you just need a quarterback who doesn't mess things up. like And just gives you a little bit more. Like, it's just a little bit more. Right. Like, I think yeah. that's where we kind of were. We weren't like he has to blow everybody away. He yeah. just has to be a little bit more like cause more stress on the defense. Maybe that comes with his legs while he's developing. That's I think it's just a little bit more. And that's it. And that's always been my argument. It's not Trey Lance needs to come out and be a top five quarterback. Just give a little bit more, just a little bit more while not messing things up like you said that. 
Yeah. But because there would be those ups and downs, like with Lance, we, there's some feeling of just like not feeling super comfortable with that compared to some of the other things, even though there would be some ups and downs there too, potentially, but you, you go for the sure things. I think when, when you have to look at everything and make decisions for the team. Yeah. And, and the thing is too, is let's say we go to that week 17 game in SoFi and let's say Trey Lance starts moving the ball and gets down the field and he gets them to the, and you know what? He throws a pass that bounces off somebody and it gets intercepted. Okay. Your season's over. You're not going to the playoffs, but you watch the kid be poised enough to get you that close. And you have to start feeling like, again, this is where we're going. This is where we're moving. This is going to be our guy. So that's what makes this one so hard. This one comes with a bunch of patience. This one comes with, you understand that you're not going to have the same success that you did in 2021. But the optimism that you would gain from what you've seen from the highs of Trey should offset what you think about what's going to happen, you know, with the team in the future, right? Like it's, it was, it was about looking into the future. And I think that's what this exercise is about. Steph, let's do it because I know we're under a time crunch. This was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. I love this episode. (laughs) Shout out to Rob again, man. Rob, do this more often. (laughs) Bleep it out, man. (laughs) Um, But I think we are both in agreement, right? Universe 12, right? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's short term. We know this, but we accept that because we know at the end there would be at least one Super Bowl. And that's what's so funny about people who laugh at like the Rams for doing what they did and winning one. And like now they, you know, they suck and their roster is like what it is, right? Everyone's like, but like they won a Super Bowl. Like you, you would do the exact same thing if you knew that it would lead to a Super Bowl. So Tom Brady all the way, if it's just three years, I don't, I don't care. As long as there's a Super Bowl at the end, like, let's do it. I love this, that discussion. I think that should be another discussion for another day. You know, while we, while we stay away from talking about the quarterback position, you know, thank you guys again for tapping in. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to all the channels. But if you were guaranteed one Super Bowl, but your team was absolutely sorry and dog (laughs) for a bunch of years after, would you trade that for being a team that is constantly in the mix Constantly gives you a chance. You're not you're not guaranteed to win a Super Bowl, but you're not guaranteed to not not win a Super Bowl. I don't know what the hell that meant, um, <laughs> but that is always going to be a good discussion. I love that discussion because people say I'd rather contend, 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 or contending without having the idea of getting the Super Bowl. But again, if you win the Super Bowl and you do it organically without this magic genie or whatever Doctor Strange telling you you're going to, doesn't that make it sweeter than just knowing you're gonna? You're just going to win one and you're going to know right there like you it's already predetermined. Contending is is nice in the moment because, you know, you're enjoying it, right? Like Mm -hmm. contending is is fun. It's fun to know that your team is good enough to, you know, get into the dance every single year. But, you know, what's even funner than that is is winning a Super Bowl. And in actuality, no one no one remembers contenders. Everyone remembers the Super Bowl winners. You know what I mean? No one's going to remember if you were a good enough team five years, but didn't win any Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. So that's my argument for it. Yeah, man, this was really fun. You know, shout out to Steph. Shout out to you guys for tapping in. Thank you for the donations. Make sure you guys like these videos, subscribe to all the channels. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Gold Standard Podcast Network wherever you get your audio podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to, or no, you're following GSN Podcast on Twitter. 
NGSN49ers on Instagram. Jason Aponte2103 on Twitter. At Steph49K on Twitter as well, too. For Steph, for Jay, go have some dinner, Steph. Thank you, guys. We're out of here. Peace.